This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. We're just dealing with Wallow people. We're dealing with a bit of... um. We had a bit of off-air between podcast episode Adam Reynolds chat. There's a bit of denial in the room, and <laughs> yeah, look, <laughs> it's going to be a the, tough one. The, the be a bombshell tough dropped like at the end of recording the previous podcast, so I've just been like sitting here really sad for the last ten yeah, like, minutes or so. And you're reasoning with it. It's like no, Wayne's playing games, or like, maybe it's all you know? silly buggers, mate. It's fine. Yeah, we here. So it might be a somber tone to this podcast. Maybe if you reckless bungard comments later, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I'm just sad. It's all right. It is all right. It's not all right. The world keeps on spinning. <laughs> well, what was that? The who's that? Remember that guy lost the Super Bowl and he said we're all going to die in the end anyway. <laughs> yeah. What? Remember that? Who lost the Super Bowl and said that? We're I don't gonna, know. Aiden Caesar it? said that to me. He and said he was to you, right. Well, I interviewed Aiden Caesar after the game and asked him where he's going to be next year, and he said we might all be dead tomorrow. Well, there you go. And he wasn't wrong. Uh, it's the guy from the Rams. That's it. Uh, Andrew Whitworth. That's what he said. Oh, okay. It's all, at the end of the day, we're all gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Fair, yeah, that's how oh feel, dear. Huh? Um, before we get to the question time, Coltrane Cup, uh, I am now eight and one. Are you eight and one? No, I'm not. No, but you're not. so Jason is still eight and oh, nine and oh, nine and oh, sorry, it's half half the comps like eight and one still, aren't they? It's like not 15, that many. No, sorry, not 15, 15 people, sorry, yeah, like, yeah, uh. And obviously, this round does not count for the home and away because everything's neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that in mind, like someone's going to get stung with an upset somewhere, you'd think. But also, like there are like on sports bet, there's one game that's where the outsider is shorter than three dollars, and that's the Tigers. That's it. Every other game is like three dollars ten, three seventy five, seven dollars for the Titans, eight dollars for the Dragons. Um. How are you how are you leaning this week? Well, I've only picked the Storm once, which was two weeks ago. Roosters yeah. once, South once. I picked Penrith twice, so I'll save my last Penrith tip. Yeah, because you never know a week you're going to need it. True. <laughs> so I, I am leaning Storm because it, again, this is a neutral venue, and because it's the Storm at SunCorp, it's really hard to turn that down. It is. There's no home and away here, so that's what I'm leaning. I'm leaning Storm. And I think I'd probably I'll probably lock them in because I would love to get the Raiders out of the way. Yep. I haven't got faith in them. Neither do I. And I and I'd love to knock off if it was no Tommy Turbo for Manly, I'd knock Brisbane off here. No faith. No faith yep. in the Knights either. Well, I've tipped nine different teams through the first nine rounds. So I'm doing all right. You're very well, mate. Well, I've got Eight. to go like I because I've dropped two. I don't usually drop that many early. I have to go through, I have to just maintain wins. Yeah. And hope it breaks for me. Um, so I have tipped nine teams. I haven't tipped the Bulldogs yet. I haven't tipped the Raiders yet, like you. A couple of other teams I haven't tipped yet. I haven't tipped the Warriors yet. Not tipping them this week. I've weirdly not tipped the Titans yet. Seems like I should, probably should have tipped them last week. I know I won anyway with Manly, but still. Ugh. Um, but look, I think I just want to relax and enjoy Magic Round. So with that in mind, I'm probably just going to take the Storm. That's it. Should be, by the way, are we going to go blind the last like four or five rounds of the season? Oh, what do you mean? Like, so the so we lock out. We can lock our votes in a chamber, so the fans don't know. Or are we gonna keep doing it. Well, I mean, week? well, we can't win the prizes anyway. I know, so. but we can defend. Remember, if, someone, if we finish above us, we're gonna give them all something. 
Oh yeah. So we should okay. give the fiend well, our mantle, and it's probably just going to be something. If, costs if like they only bucks. finish above you, only you have to give them things. Oh, I have to. <laughs> well, right now, I mean, yes. Yes. Before, I haven't updated the ladder for this week yet, but yeah. uh, there's only one person ahead of me. Yeah, so. no, but it could. Ch- oh no, obviously it can change a lot, and I mean, I'm. Yeah, look, I know, I know, as long I know, I'm not that far away either, but I haven't got great for and against. That's what I haven't got. Mine's, I have the best for and against, the biggest number. Of all yeah. the players, including the one that's undefeated. So he keeps doing coward picks. Simo, the king of this, he thought. Yeah. Because <laughs> he picked four from Grace. Pick, oh, wow. Well, pick, I picked Penrith three times in five weeks. I'm a genius. Yeah. And Fantastic. So, there you go. And who did he pick this week? You don't, we haven't done that. He, he did win this week, I think. Okay. Uh, anyway, but he's lost twice. Loser. You have had a few people, the few cowards drop off. That happens every. Ah, look, if you if you've like more than three games back, you may as well just stop. You're not going to catch. Jason. Agreed. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it makes my life easier too. So. All right. Uh, <laughs> so more dropouts, please. Yeah. Uh, without any further ado, let us get into the questions. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Okay. Patreon.com for just NRL Boom Rookies. If you want to sign up. First question, Michael Gregson. Yep. Tips with dealing with foam warmer, which uh, is fear of yep. missing out on magic round. Dante, look, there's not much you can do about it, buddy. Just maybe go dark for the weekend. Just well, don't the, check your phone. The first ever magic round was when I met my before I met my missus overseas, and it was it killed me. Mm. Knowing I knew before, obviously knew before the public did it was happening. Could have booked it, did not book it because I was going to China. And whilst I loved my time with my missus, there was always still a little bit of my mind that I missed magic round. I, I didn't I, have that yeah. much FOMO then because I didn't know how good it was going to be until I saw all our friends posting photos and talking about it for the last two years and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this time around, if I wasn't going, I'd have more FOMO. More. But let's, I am going. So. Let's be honest about it. We're hitting that age of our life, the, those, us as hosts, and a lot. We, you know, obviously a lot of our listeners would be in the same age bracket as us. We're no longer 21, 22, 23. Some of you are, but most of our listeners wouldn't be. And you're not that age anymore when you and your mates just everyone drops everything and just does shit. You know, it's like to get all the fellas together is actually an effort now. Yeah. So Magic Weekend is like the it's it's all of us hangers on to our youth. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of these guys leaving their wives and babies at home, people in their thirties, forties. It's their last time they we've can got, feel like they're a dickhead with the boys away got, from home. Or we've got two. Girls. We've got two houses like fifty meters away from each other, with like ten of us in the two houses, and then we've got another thirty or forty other people that we know that are going up that want to hang out. So it's we've even, great. even got someone sleeping on the couch. Like I'm eighteen again. It's great. yeah. There you go. <laughs> but uh, so I can't wait. I'm sorry for you, Shanta, but uh, it does feel like. Um, He's got two young kids. It's hard for him, but you got to start putting... Hey, he's had sex twice, head. though. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that is that is pretty sweet. Yeah. Also, the other weird thing about Magic, people who now think it's like a hookup game. That's... <laughs> speaking of having sex twice. Like. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know. I never really thought, mate. I never thought for myself, like, man, I'm going to have the footy. If I, I'm gonna, if I'm I was single, I would not be looking at this weekend as, like, prime time for finding a, finding a date or something. Like, It yeah. seems very strange to me. Anyway. I remember the first time... I saw her at the game and she was yelling at the referee. Uh, and you know eyes. what? Yeah. And you know what? They had been doing it all day. They and had that's when I knew, <laughs> I knew she was the one for me. <laughs> she called all day referee <laughs> off the kickoff. And you know what? <laughs> From the moment she called Brett Sutor a cunt, I knew she was the one. <laughs> then we went back behind, went out, took our smoke and pass out, went outside. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the unlimited pass sets is huge, by the way, because again, we have an Airbnb a hundred meters from the stadium. So yeah. party yeah, time. Yeah. Nathan Thorson. 
Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> these these poor Storm fans. I hate fans. Storm fans. Yeah, no. Uh, Storm signing Coates. Why is it all of a sudden a problem with the transfer system now and not when it was every other top side signing players from the bottom teams? I mean, it's annoying because I agree with him, but still, yeah, I agree with him. shut up. <laughs> yeah, as I said in the last part, I 100% agree with you, mate. It was like that no one gave a shit. No one gives a shit when... Tedesco got poached by the Roosters. No one cared. Yes, they got Kronk and Tedesco. <laughs> they had another offseason where they got Jennings and Sonny Bill. And nobody they also got Luke Keary. I know he was cast out a little yeah, bit, no, Luke Keary uh, from Souths as well. Like... No, it's, it's fine. I, and... I hate the loser club mentality. I hate what the Broncos are like. The Dave Donahue's full quote isn't that vulture thing. The full quote's okay, but I hate the people pouring one out for Brisbane now because it's just a loser club mentality. A couple of years ago, Penrith were bitching about losing their talent. Yeah. Just, when you're shit, you bitch about losing your and talent. And look, I actually rated what Donahue said because I think it was something that a lot the of Broncos whole fans was wanted good. to hear. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Well, his whole comment was about like he wants to change his, the the culture there, the structure, get better development and retention in place. And of course, as a part of that, we also got to keep the vultures at bay, kind of thing. And he want and he wants to discuss about getting something with the NRL in place for that. Yeah, I disagree with any of those things. Like I do think if I was Brisbane, I would go to the NRL and say I want a fee for development. We develop all the, we pay for development structures. If we lose a player, you give us money. They give us ten k or twenty k, something tiny. And NRL clubs aren't going to pay big fees, but. I agree with all that, but the part was cut out of this long quote was the, oh, the bloody vultures are coming for our good players. That wasn't the entire <laughs> point of what he said. But anyway, Warwick Ahern, what are you most looking forward to for Magic Round? Um, well, I mean, look, the games themselves are not going to be that good, I don't think. Like, mm. as I said just before, like the betting odds on pretty much every game are quite far apart there's bound to be a few bludgers just on a, well i mean meeting a lot of people that have supported us over the years is probably number one tied with hanging out with the fellas for the whole weekend i think mate oh no there's eight referees up there mate <laughs> <laughs> oh boy are they are they gonna get the what's for wait, i'm telling you <laughs> whoever's on that sideline as well mate you better be you better be watching them offsides mate i'll be watching them for you and you'll be hearing it but <laughs> But I'm looking forward to, as you said, it's a catch up. It's not just um, it's a, it's the longest period of my life I haven't been back to Brisbane for yeah. me. So that's, that's all, taken away. From, like again, I spent a year going to China with the misses, but then taken away from me last year from Magic Round going. So longest period of my life I haven't been back to Brisbane. Longest period of my life since Suncorp's been built. I haven't been to Suncorp. Wow. So uh, it's 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 a long time for me. Uh, it's a lot of catching up with people that I want to catch up with. Not family, obviously. Friends no. and uh and yeah, just well, I, I haven't been on a plane in two years, so I'm excited. It's, it's very weird, Matt. My my last plane, well, I flew December before Corona, it's so not that late. And Anna arrived here, luckily, the week before it hit. But yeah, I was going on planes every two or three months before then, and now I haven't been on one the whole time. I'm not looking forward to the uh the mask plane ride. I tell you, wearing those face masks, mate. After about an hour, I'm ready to go alt right on the internet. You know what? They're trying to keep us down. They're controlling us with these face masks. It's ridiculous. I am excited to drink two plain them. beers and make a mockery of the face mask rule. Yeah, the uh, oh, plain beers. I can't wait to overpay for a plain beer. No, because uh, I had to use my points, my our, our like credit card points to book the flights. Mm. Uh, and they are only serving alcohol to business class passengers at the moment. Uh, of course they are. I'm about to say, so I cannot I, wait so, to see. So I packed the extra points for the business class. Like the airplanes have always been capital, so airlines always been capitalism turned up a notch. They always have been the that. worst. Yes, I can't wait to see what they've come up with. That's COVID's fault. 
Like everything we can, like, would it, would, no, there's probably no food, drink, anything included with you. There's probably more feet. Probably can't bring a drink on from outside because of COVID, all that kind of shit. There's going to be so many. Th- I can't wait to see it. It's going to be like people at the top of their game, <laughs> ripping yep. people off. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, essentially it's in Brisbane. Look, you can't wait to catch up with everyone up there. You know, it's been a long time. Uh, Gavin Bannerman. This is an easy one. What's the funniest thing a player has written on their oh, wrist? What do you mean? It's when Andrew Fafita wrote cunt. No, bro- brother's cunt. <laughs> like, how, what else could know. it be? <laughs> Was that, wasn't it Matt Lodge who wrote that? Was it? I, well, no, wait. Andrew Fafita wrote 4 here FKL. Yeah. Matt Lodge wrote cunt. Maybe the, I'm so. sure Fafita's written cunt at some point. Yeah, so they have. that was the best one. Yeah. <laughs> that was this was that the same game that uh Mitchell Moses also had a gay slur in it? Ooh. Like, <laughs> Simpler times. Simpler times. Back when men were men. And you <laughs> could call people no. Right. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely that's a that's an easy one. You know. Uh, okay, yeah. next question. The not so mature age student. Do you think Nathan Brown actually does any work or just creates YouTube highlight packages of players he debuted? How far do you think the Warriors will fall under Brown when RTS leaves? Depends who they sign. They haven't been, they've been better than I thought they'd be this year, in fairness. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't see them as a top eight team unless, you know, they sign like Adam Reynolds next year. I mean, the cracks are there with some of the, like, I'm not, hating on the player. I think Reese Walls is a prodigious talent and I want him to be the Brisbane number one next year. But you can see already in his game, I know people will ignore the faults in his game because of the few flashy moments, but his defense was awful in this week's game. And part of the reason they lost was how poor he was when he was on the field, in my opinion, when, when, when defensively. But this is the stuff that Brownie does. It's like throw Walsh in the first grade. He did. He threw a million guys to the wolves at the Knights, and when the Brisbane Broncos, who have thrown every player into first grade the last two years, didn't think Walsh was ready, it's probably a sign on this season, and he's done that. And I think just over time, he said RTS will leave. I think the cracks will slowly, slowly open up. There's still a lot of talent in that roster now, which is obviously keeping them above, head above water. But I think over time, he the damage will be done. Yeah. Um. I just don't, I don't, I think they're okay. I mean, their defense yeah. in that second half, their attitude and application were absolutely embarrassing. Um, Manly just rolled through them every set pretty much for like a 20 minute period. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're, they're meh. Uh, next, and they'll be worse when he leaves, obviously. Oh, yeah, obviously. Next question from the same person Can we change the rule so the length of the post match coach post match press conference is, is as many minutes as the losing team's point margin? When is the standard time? I just what? want to see some crazy Ricky conspiracy theories and Wayne's stand-up hour. Wait, so Wayne Bennett would have had to do a 50-minute press conference. Yes, he would have. I mean, that would have been... Ap- Imagine being the people trying to stretch that out. <laughs> he would have sat there sad. He would have sat there happily, not spoken, sad-faced, grimaced. But yeah, I'm... Uh... Yeah, I don't know about that, but I do uh, I do enjoy the post-match press conference tantrums. It would definitely be, if I was the head coach, would be the hardest part of the job for me. Is that because, like, it, this weekend, for example, when Brisbane lost to the Cowboys, Kevy had to go up there and act like he was fine with it because, like, it was a team's first, like, good away performance in, like, history in the last, you know, five years, it feels like. So he went up there and acted like he was okay because they played well, whereas, like, I, if I'm in his position, I would have been still filthy. You know, 
I don't know how a lot sometimes they do it when they have to face the media. Yeah, but it would be great for us. Yeah, I'd love it. I mean, we would have had some like long, pointless press conferences. It would have been great. Well, I, I watch like as many of them as I can. I don't know what everyone else does, but some of the best moments when I believe happen at those press conferences. No yeah. one can forget Shane Flanagan's little sour notepad. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> oh, well, and, uh, anyway, Cam Beswick. Does any other rugby league, any other league, sorry, in the world muck around with its rules as much as the NRL? I, I genuinely don't think so. No. I, uh, they might oh, maybe ex- like didn't Super Nepal add like a two point shot, yeah. which is like outrageous. But well, yes, the dangerous thing with rugby league is just the amount of control they have over the whole code. The NRL do like in other sports, like you know, no one in football can do this. Can't change ten of the rules one day. You can't do it in cricket. Even rugby union, you can't. They tried changing union rules. If you remember in, in the south, south, the sorry, the southern hemisphere for a while there, and it ended up not lasting. You know, you can't do that. Because of the size of the international game. Well, yeah, like the MLS, sizes. the MLS tried to have penalty shootouts be like ice hockey shootouts where they dribble from halfway and try to beat the keeper. Yeah. And the rest of the world said, fuck you. <laughs> and yeah, it, it didn't last. They're, I've seen it. They're funny, though. They're great. They are actually they're great. great. They're great. Bring them in. But yeah, I don't think any other league mucks around with it. And then there's leagues, NFL and the NBA do every offseason throw up a million rule ideas, but they have to get approved by everyone. Like they don't get have to get approved by some comedian put in overnight in the NRL. They have to get approved by all the owners. If 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 Peter Valandis and Gus Gould were running the NBA, we'd already have a four point shot this year. Um, the number of times you could use your interchange bench would be limited to five to no timeouts help, in the last facilitate fatigue. <laughs> There'd be no timeouts, uh, no score reviews, uh, one referee instead of three. Yeah, it's it. um, hard fouls would be back. Uh, you'd elbow people in the head like it would. Just back back to the eighties, mate. There'd be there'd was... be three minutes left by all the teams have played forty straight and they're just hucking the ball and throwing it backboard as hard as they can, hoping for a rebound tapping because they're all gassed. Yep. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> who would need be. who wants the best basketball players in the world at peak ability and fitness when we could have them all just be tired yeah, and, and it, sleepwalking around the court? It's it. fantastic. And Cam's next question says is why do Greenberg, Peter Vlandis, and their predecessors constantly think the game needs improving? Did PS. Greenberg change that much on-field he stuff? Did. He did. He said the head knock stuff is great, referring to everything else. He did change a few things, but I do believe the game does need tweaks. I yeah. obviously believe that over time. Trends and things in the game, all the things change and there's tweaks. And but The seven tackle rule, I like bar the knock-ons, for example. That's a Greenberg rule. I like it. I don't like it for field goals either. Yeah. Anyway, that's you know, there's tweaks that need to happen. But Greenberg did lots of studies before his. Like, I mean, there's things that came in. The 2040 rule was implemented at lower levels before, and it didn't get used, and they brought it in, and no one uses it. But yeah, but Peter Valandis obviously has taken advantage of, I guess, the top-down system rugby league team to have is that they can just change rules whenever they feel like it, which just you just can't do in other codes. There doesn't even have to be an approval process. They can just change the rule tomorrow. Yeah, which, yeah, which yeah, just yeah, I don't know, but. Not my, not, not my cup of tea doing that. And I know other codes, even in, I saw Super, the uh, International Rugby had put out the other day, they put out like some studies to prove what they'd done with head knocks. And it was like, oh, you know, I'm not trying to get up how good rugby is, but it was like International Rugby doing this and showing trends matching exactly between when they started more yellow cards and red cards 
for the technique of tackling and the head injury risks has directly led to a decrease of of concussions. Like, yeah, there you go. So they had um they had seventy four percent more yellow cards. That's a lot of yellow cards. One hundred thirty eight percent more red cards between the rugby league rugby world cup of twenty fifteen and rugby world cup twenty nineteen. All right, that's a big change, and they had a total sanction percentage increase of 17% sanctions increased, but that a 39% decrease in concussions from doing that. So that was like cause and effect. And there's a whole flow chart and a whole study put together of how they got to this, you know, as opposed to the NRL saying, Hey, we're going to change this rule because we feel like it's going to increase flow or something. And then after the fact, they're scrambling to prove it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, Look, no one's, you're right. No one's saying the game is perfect, but the amount of changes we've undergone in the last 18 months is just absolutely insane. Man, I'm not processed, dude. If I can see the process behind it, I'm fine. I can cop yeah. it. I can cop changes I don't like too, but this has none. Anyway, Hal Shaw, this is a long one. After another horror show performance in an important, in an important winnable game off the back of a good win, I think I've reached my breaking point with the Tigers. Well, I can't quit them, it seems unfair for me to inflict this punishment on anyone else. Question, do I raise my kids as Tigers fans to teach them the life attribute of resilience or let them support literally any other team so they can experience rare slithers of joy as they live through a world ravaged by catastrophic effects of climate change? Cheers. Fucking hell. Um, well, uh, Okay, it, it's hard, right? Because when I started started watching rugby league, I basically had to be a South fan, and it sucked, right? It obviously sucked as a little kid. They lost pretty much all the time. Got kicked out of the comp, came back, lost a little time again. But you know, that's your team, and, and if that's your team, it should be your kids' team. Um, and they might resent you for it, <laughs> but. That's just how these things work. It, it'll be much worse. You, you, the last thing in the world you want is for joy from them. <laughs> well, no, not so much that. It's just like it's just it's just weird that it'd just be a weird feeling for me. For example, if like I had a kid and they just decided to be a Roosters fan, like it'd just be I just wouldn't like it. It would make me sad, and then it would be even more upsetting if like Souths in say fifteen years' time won a grand final, and I couldn't enjoy that with my hypothetical child because they are a Roosters fan. Yeah, my child will have no choice. No, exactly. Because I'll obviously end up, end up resenting it if, if it does choose another rugby league side. But no, they have no choice. I know lots of kid, adults that their their kids choose things. They do it themselves. That my my kid will be regimented and trained. I didn't I didn't get with a Russian girl to let my my child have free will. I tell you that much. <laughs> Brisbane is what he's getting. But where he's born, his origin will be determined. He can support. If he's born down here, he can support the Blues in origin. Yeah, it's fair. I also don't care about Origins here. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Whatever you want. Okay. Okay. Over on to Discord. Not as many questions on the Patreon today. So I'm guessing. Yeah, they all use the Discord. Discord. That's good. It's okay. easier. Okay. What, what's last week's date? God, I'm bad at this. Uh, the first one is from Regularly Wrong. Okay. There it is. Uh, excluding fan behavior and media takes, particularly tantrums about other fans teasing a title. T- Titan, sorry, Viking clap. God, why does it Titans clap? Good reading. What's the most embarrassing thing you've seen in a game so far this year? So, like on field things, 
Um, I think the worst thing I've seen on a field this year was this weekend when on zero tackle, Kyle Flanagan kicked it out on the full, yeah. like tried to chip to the corner and got it so, so wrong. There's one I've been right on since day dot. They never rated that kid. No, yeah, got hooked at half time. Yeah. Who was that? That's another famous tweet. My mate, Chris Gary, cops it for that Pangai Tamalolo tweet, which is still right to this day. But uh, you have, uh, what is your name? David Riccio, was you it? Talk, you brought this up last week. Yeah, and I'm bringing you back again, <laughs> saying he'd be better than Cooper Cronk. My God. No, saying he was at, at their same at, age. Like, whatever the fuck this means, at this point in his career, he's, at, he's out he'd playing take, Cooper Cronk. He'd, he'd take Cooper Cronk. Rid- By the way, ridiculous. very annoyed Todd Payton figured out to actually take my lives better in longer stints against Brisbane. I've got words, Todd. I've been standing up for you. We need words. But anyway, my most embarrassing thing I've seen in the game so far this year, it's not in the game, but right after it, it's still Trent Barrett crying. I yeah, thought okay. it was so embarrassing for me. Like, and it, He cried about something else as well. I can't remember. I read another a tweet that he cried about something else, one of his players as well. Mate, this guy, mate, you can't keep crying. <laughs> you can't. Uh, okay, Colmanos says, who from Parramatta v. Rooster should face a longer stint on the sidelines? Dylan Brown, Mariani Yacore, or Matt Checken? Oh, Checken had a shocker, didn't he? he did, Dylan Brown. Yeah, still Dylan Brown, though. Yeah. Wayno, in Australian sports, outside of maybe Ben Cousins, has it been a, as big as rise and fall as Jared Hayne? The level of high and level of low is enormous. No. I would have said, like, if they'd never found a way back, like maybe Warner or Steve Smith, but they obviously have. But, yeah. I think Hayne is number one for sure. Like when I was working at the Herald in 20, whatever year it was, he went over there. Was it 2015, 2016? Hmm. When he went to the NFL, like whatever month that was where he was, um, the month when he signed and then the month where he was in training camp and stuff and doing preseason. Like that month where he was doing preseason, like I think it was like of the most 20 red stories on the City Morning Herald, not sport stories, like 16 of them were about him. Like it was a huge, huge deal. And everyone wanted him to succeed. And yeah, I think Wayne has nailed it. I can't really think of anyone that's up there. Yeah, I, I agree as well. Like as you said, the highs were really high. It was so big that he had his own section in the, the mastheads of yeah. news websites in Australia. Uh, Maddie McP, 25. Uh, the refs deliberately blowing calls this week in order to protest the stupidity of all the new rules. Um... Sure. I actually feel sorry for the refs this year, even so though I. I think they've refereed quite poorly because they've not been set up to succeed very very much. So they get criticized for not enforcing the new rules and the idealistic way of these rules were supposed to work. And then they get told to change your interpretation on every other weekly basis. And then they're also in a position is that they're not really like there's someone, if you're disgruntled at your job or similar, you can look into another industry. They can't just go like, hey, you know what? I'm a tennis umpire now. I found a job on Seek. And I went and got a job in the tennis. It's like that's this is what those guys do. Like I feel sorry yeah. for them, but yeah, they haven't been great. Like the stuff about saying the way the teams weren't taking the six again seriously enough. We need to penalize them. So that's like what did you think was gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, but the solution is just not call them. Yeah. Oh god. Frankie, are the Tigers actually in this any cup team in NRL dress up? Are they fixable as a roster? I personally don't think enough of that roster is redeemable. That's what he says. Well, they've got the Dewey system, who's great. They're a couple of nice. Dane Laurie's awesome, I think. Yeah. They got some decent. I like Tall. No, um, I think the thing is redeemable. I think they're yeah. 75% of the way there. 
I think if Trent Robinson was their coach, they'd be in the finals probably. But again, uh, you could probably say that about any roster. So. They have a centers crisis, that's for sure. That's not a great spot for them, and uh, I think the Luke Brooks marriage needs to come to an end. Oh God, I'm they're so done. He's he's passed the new club rehab to me until I get proven otherwise. He's passed that. Wow. Uh, but Adam Dewey is has been crack a cracker this year, and it's he's been let down. Like I feel every time Brooks gets the ball, I feel sorry for Adam Dewey. <laughs> just like just give it to Dewey, go the other way. Let down by his defense and his half partner, but him and Dane Laurie have formed quite a combination. Jake Simpkin has some potential. I know, obviously, Tarmel's on the on the downside, but they brought him for leadership as much as everything else. But you can get you can work with like Tarmel, Twall, Simpkin, Dewey, Laurie, uh, Luciano, and then you have Stefano off the bench, Thomas McKayley off the bench. Like you're you're halfway there, a bit over halfway there. Zach Sini seems good as well, but. You know, and not for Luma, Ooh, questionable uh, to me. He was he was really bad on Saturday. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have given him that deal they gave him. So anyway, except yeah. for the quick tap, I loved what a shock, by the way. Quick tap on off Luma. Now this this might shock you, Bunga, but a, a guy quick tapping when he chooses to, when the defense is scrambling, might punish him a bit more than a guy holding someone long enough until they get six again called, and then holding until the the defensive line's set. Yeah, it's Quick crazy. That might, work, might might disadvantage them more. Who knows? But anyway, outside of that, he wasn't very good. But I think they're not as far off as that state. The comment seems to think they are. Yeah, but I don't know how they get. I don't like again. It's so hard attracting players in the competitive Sydney market when you're a team like the Tigers is impossible. They never get first pick. What? What? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Anyway, next question, Jez. <laughs> Could someone please explain the rules? <laughs> he said this during the Bulldogs Dragons game, but I don't know exactly know which uh, which incident this is referring to. Yeah, and uh, Matty P hasn't got a question, but he says there's an apology to Rugby League for being subjected to the Dragons Bulldogs game this weekend. I accept your apology. Well, it was one of those games that the the last couple of tries and stuff was were fun. But uh, that was a garbage game. It was game. twins, Mitch. Twins. For six, yes, twins and debutante scoring and, and parents holding signs. So that was fun from there, from like the 50th minute or so. But the first half, ugh. And then Kyle Flanning getting hooked and then going back on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he got back from that, but good on him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Reese Brown, when Ben Elias takes over as West Tigers owner, will Isaac Moses have a formal job role in the club? Yes, he'll be the president. <laughs> That'd be Stephen Moses. Ah, okay. oh, yeah. Maddie again, has anyone ever been more committed to anything than the media is committed to getting Jack Bird an origin jersey? It's right up there with Moylan, isn't it? It is. Every time he has one good game, the post-match on Fox Sports, you're like, geez, they're like, geez, do you reckon Jack Bird could play origin? He's one of those guys that they can never be. There's never Jack Bird is just having a good season. You know, it can't be accepted. It's either he's awful or he's great. It's weird. Yeah, it's a very he strange. Should, one. He should be no one either origin team as a center. Uh, next question. Ben Qualiata says, and how I met your mother, there's a cheerleader effect. Where people are made to look more attractive as a part of a large group rather than individually. With that in okay. mind, who is the biggest beneficiary of the Chile effect in the NRL and why is it Jason Saab? No, because like for Jason Saab, it's just Tom Turbo being there. It's yeah. not a product of the rest of the Manly team. So the answer historically... Check Dvojevic. Well, no, because again, that's the same reason. Yeah, no, yeah, no. So the answer historically is either like the 
the the the fullback or five eighths for the Storm, the left yeah. winger for Souths, or this year Benji Marshall. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's a good one. Benji's right this year. Harvey. What can aspiring halfbacks like Mitchell Pearce and Luke Brooks learn from modern masters of the positions like Jake Clifford and Aiden Caesar? I like that he got Aiden correct as well. He spelled it with an A because that always used to trip me up when I had to write about Aiden Caesar and Aiden Tolman because they spelled yeah. Aiden differently, but he's another, nailed it. Another one that annoyed me is that, as, as you know, known Clifford believer myself had to come in for an injured Ben Hampton this weekend and had his best game in first grade. Not that he's a, the best runner of the ball or defender, but again, someone who can kick the ball a million yards makes a massive difference in rugby league. It just does. I mean, you can flip the field in a bad set with your boot. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, and he also uh, did my boy Milf, who I don't even want to call him my boy anymore, but, you know, did that man I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with. <laughs> uh, Regularly Wrong says, is, uh, it being, is being a better route than Ray Hadley the best I way did. to justify being an international coach? Are you going to stop me from reading that for a second there? I was going to. <laughs> Fine. V8 <laughs> uh, Tiger AU. Do you recall any fullback or winger getting the yips as bad as Zach Sini did? The only one I can think of is early Manu. It feels so bad for my guy. I think he should be a center anyway. Yeah, it wasn't great from him. But like, you know, it happens to happens to guys sometimes, especially young guys in their, in their early on in their career. Yeah, it's only a second game. We wouldn't call it the yips yet, mate. Manu Vadavai and Sonkani Dow couldn't catch a ball for like two seasons. Hmm. Or Kim Amalo. Early on. Campo, uh, who from the NRLBREU? I don't know why yep. it's an EU. Extended universe. Okay. We'll claim best on ground honors at Magic Weekend. Can Frankie back up his incredible effort from 2019 or a new champion arise? Please roll up a market and place your bets. Tough one. So Harry Ramage isn't coming, so he would have been at, up there at the top of the field. I think. Will Simon be forced to kiss a Twitter lady? <laughs> yes, I mean, look, we now Simon kiss. might win just through the sheer willpower of the rest of us, uh, the, of the community coming together. Community might come together. Um, you got your veterans like your Maddie McPees, your Hoopsers. They're they're not going to get they're not going to get written off to the point where they're best on grounds. I mean, Frank Frankie has a lot lot to live up to this weekend. Simo Simo's a dark horse. Yeah. Um, Eddie Smith's claiming that he's going to be doing some damage. What to about himself, the so. mom and barber of the Smith family, Nigel Smith? It could <laughs> be a good shout. Is Pup Campton coming? Because imagine Nigel oh, Smith wow. and Pup Campton running a muck together. Ken, your goal for the entire weekend is to get Nigel Smith to understand how Aurora Ball works. I don't think I can do it. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try, but it'll be like 20 minutes into the first game, he'll be cheering David Nofaluma. I'll be like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> Is it not the most dangerous? The Vlanders ball has definitely done that. His main rural ball, lethal. That's the actually the worst game. thing he's done. If you get Dave yeah. Fafita in a game, you're fucked. Let's, let's explain it one more time for the fans because you're at Magic Round. You can do it now. Maybe you'll go yeah, buy a round of beers. I mean, I wouldn't do it at the stadium because it would be very expensive. It'd maybe go buy a round of beers or something. Yeah, yeah doing basically, shots. we play this dumb game that we invented at a pub called the Aurora. That's why it's called Aurora Ball. Uh, we came up with it, I think, either the start of 20, I think 2019 or no, the start of 2020. I uh, came up with this game. We're just watching a shitty game at the pub. And I said, oh, look, let's all pick a forward. And if they score a try, you got to buy everyone fireball shots. And so Campo and Coleman and a couple of other guys were with us that day. Went from there. And it's become a big thing ever since. I went through the whole of 2020 without losing. You lost huge... an unofficial one, didn't you? Well, not an uh, official no, one. we played. lost Darius Boyd scoring. Because if you play at home, it's yeah. backs. Because you don't have to buy them, obviously. Yeah, that's it. Um, 
but yeah, you just pick a forward. Nigel Smith does not understand how the game works. Kept trying to pick like Benji Marshall and, and Sam Williams last year. It was, it was very frustrating. Um, but of course, the, the time we played this with, it, it's best played with four or five people. Because <laughs> when you play each team. Yeah, yeah. Because we played this with 11 people uh, when we were out once. Uh, Mitch and I were there and a few others. And a good friend, Frankie, had his player from both of the two teams playing in the first Super Saturday game, both scored in the first half. So he was down 200 bucks after like 20 minutes of the first game. Yeah, and we were out. So it was... um. How is it? Which game is it? Like, it was Sharks Titans. Sharks Titans, right? Yeah. So that game we had um Talakai, not Talakai. Um, the other one that used... no, it was Talakai, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Talakai. Yeah. And, and he had um, a double Jared Wallace. Game. Yeah, and yeah. Jared Wallace of all people, I think. I don't yeah, know. It was the game Kevin. It was the game Kevin Proctor to bit someone, I think. And then and there's also rules if you get a send off as the same thing. So in that yeah. game we had uh we had I can't remember who scored an early one. I remember in that game you said Talakai and then Jared Wallace. Then Wade Graham scored, and then Jack Williams scored two minutes after Wade Graham. It was yeah, it was carnage. And, and then, then Kevin Proctor sent off. This is my only loss of the year. Was this one? I had a uh, I had Jared kept Keegan Hip go for an HIA. So I'm like, that's it. I can't lose. Comes back on with seven and score yeah. for seven minutes. The punters ago. loved it. The but already, absolutely but by that it. point, in that nine-minute gap between Williams and Hipgrave, like four of the blokes have been punted from the pub. So my round was cheaper. It was. Um, and yeah, I went through the entire 2020 without losing and then lost in like the first game we played in 2021, yeah. of course. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, you essentially, you draft for me, the team is like... Yeah, so obviously, do. if you if you get the first pick, you want to pick like a bench prop for like the worst of the two teams. But then the risk is, obviously, by the time the snake gets back to you, you could be left with like Isaiah Yo or Bill Kickow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question... Oh wait, wait, we didn't actually pick one who will be uh, up there. Um I'm gonna give I'm giving young Ben Qualiata a shout. Okay. I'll give it, you know. Just he's this. just he's got a lot of love to give. He gets those lonely nights in in Tasmania all alone. That's he's got it, some pent up he does. pent up debauchery in him. It's not a bad shout. Um and plus, he can start baking cookies on the first night for Friday when we get there. He'll have ready one Sunday. 20... Yeah. No, I was just, oh, they'll be ready when we come back in 2022 for the next yeah. Magic Round. Yeah, I'm going to take Young Simon. We, we're okay, going to get good. we're going to get it done. That's it. Uh, Manny P. Has he only beat the Bulldogs? Is it fair to say Josh McGuire still has beaten an NRL <laughs> team this year, and the streak is alive uh, and well? Unfortunately, Josh McGuire is now one and eight. Yeah, there's more. I can't remember. There's more winless players than him, by the way. Longer gap, but people just don't care. Neither do I. But no, but not more. this year though. No, there is. There's um. What? How? No, for, there's some guys where I can't. I looked at it the other day. Anyway, but there were other players this year. It's impossible for this what, year. Teams who not a player who played games and not have won them. Yeah, no, no, no but just 2021. Of course it is because he played every round. And yeah, every no, team won a game, but he's the team, only one that changed team. No, people were doing the streak from back to last year. They were. Oh no, no, no! Fuck people, that. Yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. much longer. Was, no, yeah. didn't Joe O go like two years that winning a game? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Campo for Bungard. No. Which South Sydney player has the most 2002 Rabbitohs vibes? Uh, it is probably Footy Dean. Um, you know what's magic round when Campo is. In the Discord asking questions. Yeah. He's, he's, he's firing up. Uh, yeah, it's probably Footy Dean. Reminds me of like one of that conga line of young playmakers that I tried to believe in before they were never seen from again in four weeks' time. Uh, other than that, maybe Jackson Paulo as well. I know he didn't play last week, but yeah. Fits the bill of battling winger who frustrates me a lot. Uh, and then for both of us, why does Jack White and Cop no hit whatsoever when Canberra play poorly? What a gift from young Nick Canton. 
Well, everybody knows my thoughts on Jack White and forever and mine. that he's not that good. <laughs> and you've been against... I've called him the most overrated player in the yes. comp like a hundred times. And I, and we both agree on that. I believe, I don't know if I've called him the most overrated, but he's up there. And he, one of those guys, again, Teflon, like how Corey Norman's ever at fault for anything. Yeah. Jack White's never been fault for any, like anything ever. Even when he was a shit fullback. He kicks the ball on the full like three times every week. No one cares. If Ben, yes. if ben Hunt did it. Like, yes, I know. But he's a six, you know, it's his job to make things happen or whatever. He's gar- He's been terrible this year. And he'll probably walk into the Origin team again. Everyone, like, no one's got him in, the, him in their Origin team. But there was, like, Brandy talking about it today that he won the Dally M. He's going into Origin. And uh, uh, and they, he won the Dally M because Brandy gave him points in that game. He shouldn't have got pointed. So that's the thing. Okay. Next question. The biggest Tiger. I've not been to Brisbane since I was an idiot kid. What's good? Where is good coffee? I'll let you answer this one. I mean, again, I haven't been there enough years, unfortunately. I heard there's a place called the Coffee Club. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty big. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, if you're concerned about your coffee, mate, you've got to, We've already got to sort your priorities for the weekend already. I mean, I will probably find coffee at Just some point. Tip a shot of Mister Black in your beer and get on with your day. Yeah, so I know I ask guys, and it's one being my forever. Ben's Burgers is good burgers, burger joints up there. Sizzler's gone, unfortunately. All right, uh, there's good food near the Gabba, Steve said on there. But essentially, I haven't been there, like the city, for two and a half to three years. And that's a long time for food, like for the best good food place in the city to change. Like, if someone asked me, like, five or six years ago, you know, where should I go to get a burger? I would have said something different to what I said this year. You know, if someone asked me in Sydney, Three or four years, where do I get chicken? It's a different answer then to this now. So I'm not going to answer that question because I haven't been to Brisbane for two and a half years. Fair enough. <laughs> not fair. The good people of Discord have a happy though. Anyway, D Butt says, is there a more terrifying prospect in world sport than Ben Elias buying your club? I feel fine. Uh, I am sorry. Considering his history of off the field stuff there anyway, of like, you know, already kind of driving it into the ground once, give him the keys again. Okay, over on to Twitter. Okay, the Cumberland Throw says, I'm not used to following a team that's pretty good. In your opinion, what separates the Eels and the Panthers and Storm? P.S. If the answer is in the Eels, just need more Bryce Cartwright, he's going to be very upset. Why was South not included in that group? That's a question for him. (laughs) They're above one of the teams you just mentioned on the NRL ladder. Uh, I think it's more. It's oh no, we're behind them on four and against now. Never mind, but still, I think it's because people have seen Penrith now last year. They were calling Penrith pretenders all last year too, till they made the grand final. And the Storm, we know they're not. People have seen them do it. You know when it matters in their head that this Eels team, people won't take them seriously until they win some finals games. Unfortunately, and I think they're playing just as good as Penrith in the Storm right now. And all I see is every time they play well, is pretender chat on the timeline. Yeah. Uh yeah, there's just nothing we can. I mean, it's just one of the, we're not going to know if they can do it in the big games until the finals. We're just not going to know. Yeah. In Parramatta's case, the other two, yeah, they're really good. Uh, the Steves, he asks great questions all the time. He says, apart from uh, Tony Williams' Instagram story involving comments about a convicted rapist who was a former team out of his, what was more stupid? The Broncos signing Joel Clinton in 2008 and not re-signing Petro or South signing Glenn Stewart in 2015? Uh, I thought that was going to work out because I'm stupid. So which ones were? I think the Joel Clinton one's worse. Uh, yeah, me too. Because um, Petro it's, played it's for not like It's not like South let anyone leave to sign him either. Like Sam went to rugby. Yeah. 
Like it wasn't like they let Sam leave to sign Glenn Stewart. Whereas I assume Brisbane could have kept Petro if they didn't sign Joel Clinton. Mitchell, yes, I don't know. It was kind of like that, but they essentially said they weren't going to pay him. And, and, and people like to blame Wayne, but it was his last year there, all that kind of stuff. But he went and played four years at Penrith and came back to Brisbane. So yeah. it was an age thing, but it's like they still got five good years out of him. And they struggled so hard for like they had like five or six good back rollers in that period. They struggled so hard for props after Petro left and after Webke retired. And then they had Joel Clinton played 45 games for the Broncos and was gone in 2019. So the 2009, sorry, end of that season. Fuck. Yeah. One more? One more what? Question on Twitter? Yeah, go one more. Uh, maybe. maybe uh... So that one from Booner is pretty That's what, thing, right. that's what I'm looking at too. He says, yeah. which three players likely available should the Tigers should, should sorry, should the Tigers should sign <laughs> for 2020 to, to turn their fortunes around? His choices are Brandon Smith, Jaden Sewer, and a winger, maybe a Corey Oates. So people they could get for next season, you're saying? Yeah, look, well, I mean, for the Tigers, yeah. Adam Reynolds is an absolute no-brainer. That should be, I mean, they're not going to get him, but yeah. that should be their top priority, trying to get him. If they could get three players right now that are off contract for next year, I think he's obviously number one. It's cheating to say Xavier Coates because he's already signed with Melbourne, so we can't mm-hmm. count him, I don't think. Um so what they, they don't need, like Brandon Smith is one I think they could get and play 13. They don't yep. need a hooker. So I actually I don't mind that one mentioned there, but I also think Dale Finucane wouldn't be a bad one. No. But what they do need in that middle there, they need someone who can distribute the ball a bit better than their current middles. And I don't know if that play is on the market currently, but maybe John Asiata could be a, a seek, sneaky depth signing. I wouldn't mind for them, Kurt Capewell, but I also fear of that being a very Tiger signing of him playing his last good year than going there. Yeah, I'm just looking through the off-contract players now. Yeah. Um, Marty Tapao, bring him home. No, he won't come home. Um, I, I would I would try and steal Isaac Lumi Lumi from the Storm. Now they've gone and signed... They've gone and signed... Uh, sorry, uh, Xavier Coates. Maybe Corey Oates one as well, but they definitely need a couple of outside oh, I mean, look, again, if it was just like... If all things were equal and they could get some of these people... Jacob, uh, the Saifides are both off-contract, apparently. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So, yeah, well... Well, Daniel be a great one. Actually, wait. No, I think I'm looking at off-contract 2022. Oh, there you go. Looking too late. Uh, Never mind me. Yeah, I don't know. Like, even a, an astute one I think they could get, for example, is a Sebastian Chris. Mm-hmm. It couldn't yeah, be. Yeah, sorry. I've got, that, I've got the yeah. correct list up now. Um, he can't be that ungettable, Sebastian Chris. And he and he and he's a cracker. Like, he looks like, again, because they have a problem when they go sign these days. Like, they, if they sign Dan Gay Guy, I would get, I'd guarantee you it went to shit, you know? So, I would, like, go get someone like Sebastian Chris, who's proved himself for one year, wouldn't cost that much. Yeah. I mean, they can't so, go down the Bryce, they can't go down the Nathan Brown route because they've, you know, that's not going to work for them. Um, another one I like to, like, went off a Tony at the, at the Bulldogs. I didn't realize yeah. he was off contract, but he plays really hard. So, I think Kurt Capewell might be decent for them as yeah, well. Yeah, so Kurt Capewell. Be great. But, I mean, yeah. the the good thing for the Tigers, oh, in actually, this... sorry, Angus Crichton should be their number one target. Yeah, yeah. I think but he's taking this money. That's not going to happen. So. Isaac Liu also off contract with would be great signing for them too. Yeah, I do think the the thing for the Tigers. Oh, and this now, guy, though... uh, Sam Walker. Maybe they should try to get. <laughs> they should try to get well, him. Mate, he's going to get like I believe he turned down like seven fifty from the Roosters, mate. He's going to get paid. Hey, do you reckon your boys might just fucking just? Chuck nah. the keys at it. Give him the just. Chuck I don't the... think he's. I don't think he's leaving. But they're not getting the value they thought they were getting. But for the Tigers, I think the thing, good thing for them. I know their fans aren't happy right now, but the good thing for them is that like they do have three of their spine. 
They miss like I think, and I guess they've signed Hastings to be that other guy, the seven. But you've got to get rid of Luke Brooks. But they do. That's the hardest thing to to, to get in place is that. And you do have a decentish middle now. I think you're missing that ball distributor, as I said. They've actually that's why they've got the pieces and they've got a creative back row like Luch as well. They've got the pieces there. They just need to get some competent outside backs and another edge back rower so they don't bloody collapse every time they defend their line for more than four tackles. <laughs> like. But they've got they got pieces. Dewey is awesome, man. I feel like if he was in a better team right now, people would be talking about him so much more than they are. And you were right on him, mate. You were right early on on Adam Dewey. Yeah, I've always been a believer. I'm glad he's playing well, even though, you know, it's not for Souths. Uh, last question. Lachlan Marchant says, if TPJ is captain of the Broncos when they host the entire competition at Suncorp, doesn't that kind of make him the captain of the entire NRL? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, that was, I know we lost, but that was my favorite moment of the weekend when they were saying, who's your captain? And he's, no, he's off the field. Who's your captain? And then Pangai walks in the frame. It was great cinematography. It was, well, George, George, have, you put the, have you put the Celine Dion over it yet? No, I haven't, but I should. You really should. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I guess that's it for the questions. But before we get out of here, uh, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon. If you want to submit your questions and make sure they get read out, uh, and if you just want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash NRL boom rookies. Um, that's the same deal for rookie tags, Coltrane Cup, all that stuff. And uh, once again, as I stall for time while I pull up the list of people, Magic Round this weekend, we will be there. Uh, send us a message uh, privately if you want to come to the meetup on Saturday afternoon. Or if you free any other time, just DM one of us on Twitter or both of us. But we're, we're up there from what, what time are you getting up? I'm getting up at like 1130 on Friday morning. So uh, I'm getting up there. I think I'm one. Well, we're at twelve thirty. So I think yeah, my flight's eleven ten. So. Hit the ground running, mate. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'll probably go somewhere to get a feed when I land there. So that's something yeah. about going to get one of Ben's burgers or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, I'll, I'll me and Eddie will just be lingering around. And then I'll there, then so. I'll head head to. There's a Dan Murphy's at the airport. That's amazing. So um, yeah, then we'll head uh we'll head in from there. I mean, it's pretty easy to where we're staying as we're staying in the stadium to get there from public transport, which is nice too. But yeah, yeah it. it'll be great. Uh, so yes, a quick thank you to Dave, Carlo Tyson, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Ando, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, uh, Blake Murray, Blame Hud, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Avnell, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jack Snape, James K, Jason, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McP, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, Never Trendy, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy Ty, the greatest among us player of all time, the not so mature age student, Thor Lakoff, Tom Hardy, Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support. We wouldn't be doing this without you. And to everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens, uh, thank you for your support as well. Yep. Uh, yeah, nothing it. else to say. Just very pumped for the weekend. <laughs> uh, and if you are coming up once again, just come say hi. Uh, it's going to be a great time for all. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>